This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema, and with me today for a brand new year of movies, it is Hans. Hans, you have gone full cholo for this episode. This is really not your vibe. What are you doing here? Smoothly unplugged my microphone as you were introducing me. So that's a, that's a great way to start. Classic Hans move is always to disrupt the flow of things immediately when being introduced. Not here. Just running around trying to get stuff. I thought we were doing B-Bang. I didn't know we were doing movies. No, this is, I mean, that would actually make more sense for the for the guests probably tonight. But the guests ain't here right now. So this is movies. We, we haven't done an episode of movies yet for 2024. This is the first episode of the year. Okay. All right. I forgot that uh, the one episode we did is not our show, so we can't use that one. No, we were on ryan jackson's show go check that out we talked about all his favorite and least favorite horror movies me and you had nothing nothing ready to go as far as horror movies so it's a lot of uh analysis for like the first hour and then we kind of get into it more and uh it was a great time always a great time talking to ryan yeah it was a lot of just listening to his opinion on these movies that we haven't seen and then just saying oh that's cool yeah that sounds cool <laughs> it was it was basically that uh, i am going to check out that one that he said was kind of a loose adaptation of high rise though that sounded interesting to me i i added that to my list so i'm gonna i'm gonna give that a look have you oh the drug one the... Lock, i think it was lockdown tower or so i don't know i don't know what oh, the hell yeah, it was called. Yeah, yeah. have you watched any new movies from this year since we recorded our last episode which when did we last record an episode of movies? It was definitely before Christmas. Uh, that's a good question. I don't. We sat down with week... DC maybe the 23rd or the 22nd. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's been like, what, two weeks? Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while now. It's been a while. It was winter when vacation. Did you put... When is that one out? Uh... The DC episode Wait, it... dropped kind of recently i think it might have been last week as a matter of fact is it on youtube or just the audio um it's not on youtube it's only out via audio for right now anyway because I, I was in massachusetts i did not have my proper camera set up or anything like that so the did the, he put uh, it out no 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 we did an episode with the actually our, I'm i'm getting it confused i think i'm getting the timeline confused here we did an episode and then we did DC show immediately following, and he has not put that episode out yet. So the whole timeline of things is very confusing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so there's all that. And then a missing B-Bang episode where it was me, him, and Kenny talking at four in the morning. And we have yet to see that as of, uh, as of right now, as it stands. We may never. Who was intoxicated in that one? Everybody except DC. <laughs> Does he not drink? Oh, he did drink whiskey during that episode. Was he right when he was when he was showing us his red thighs? Oh, his uh, thighs got so red for some reason. I don't know what the fuck was going on with DC's thighs. He must just be a very agitated boy. I don't know. Uh, also, I'm not I'm not wearing sunglasses tonight to be a cool guy. I'm wearing sunglasses tonight because I really irritated my eye. And Hans, I'm going to send you a picture right now if you can pull this up on on screen for us because I decided to do a bit of acting last night that required me to wear some theater contact lenses and uh, i don't know anything about contacts i actually have perfect 20-20 vision even though i wear glasses as many of my characters in these projects you have yet to see they have yet to premiere we'll talk about ofc a little later and why that's not out yet 
but I, I, I don't know anything about this. And I realized you're not supposed to fill the contact case with water when you're done using it. It's supposed to be more contact solution. So I, I was basically rubbing razor blades into my eyes, trying to get these contacts in. And it really fucked with one of my eyes to the point where uh, I believe I have an eye infection or something, something bad is going on with my eye. And, uh, we've, we've yet to see if, um, yeah, so this was, this was me. I was crying. <laughs> I was very upset about it. Um, that was my eye for like a full 24 hours. It's gotten a little bit better, but, um, We'll see. Hopefully, I didn't give myself a staph infection. I was going to say, what if you lose your eye and then you just don't have death perception or anything and just we're all pretending that you're still as talented? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we trust you here um, with this. Um, you know, it, it's, just... I've thought about that about 50 times in the last 24 hours. Here's the thing, too. My, the eye that got affected is my good eye. I had a lazy eye as a kid. And Me that's too. the eye that uh, is fine that's totally fine right now so yeah i was born like this uh <laughs> and my my mom told me that uh they had to give me like baby exercises where they would cover one eye and then just make me yep i had to do that too because i had to do yeah. that also yeah so yeah. that'll be great doing it with the other eye now 30 years later Trying well, to get it'd it be right. great if it's just it's just back to when you're a baby. Now you're like this. <laughs> like you, there's nothing you can do. Just this. Yeah, I'll look like yeah. Tiny Lester. Maybe I'll do a Peter Falk thing and just replace it with mm -hmm. a golf ball. That could work. But anyway, no, you haven't watched any new movies since we last talked. Uh, I think so. I was trying to look for my letterbox because I'm trying to be more educated with my uh, cataloging, and I don't believe so. I. Oh, I saw one yesterday that was uh, a documentary that was that I saw on Netflix about this Chilean group of people that uh, thought they were having contact via uh, CB radio with aliens. Um, and then it's shot really, really nicely. Uh, the They use a lot of um, miniatures uh, for a lot of the shots and uh, it looks cool visually. It's really interesting, but... And um, I'm going to spoil it because I know you're not going to see it. And I don't think many people are, are familiar with it. But at the end of the thing, it seems like it was just one guy that was pretending to be the alien. And then they're like, oh, it was a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. It was, oh, I think he fooled us because he it was just this gullible older Chilean people in like 1980 something, 1970 something. Uh, and they were all excited, being like, oh, these aliens live in an island at the uh, bottom of Argentina, and we want to go see them because they, they live in a yacht, and the yacht this and that. And it's like, okay. But they got so excited that they took uh, the little bit of money that they had and, and traveled there. But then it seems like in the middle of it, they called the guys through the radio or something, and then they got like a weird feeling, so they just went back home. But they still continued communicating with them like they were the aliens. So I think it was more like one of those things where you want it to be true more than it actually being true. And then they were like, oh, we want to go visit you. But um, uh, it would be nice if you guys send someone to make us, you know, or prepare us, make us more familiar with what we're going to see. And then they sent this one guy. And it seems like that was the guy that was making everything up. Uh, and then at the end, uh, 
he had like lung cancer and then uh he told everyone that the aliens had cured him from lung cancer so we're like oh my god we really have to go see them so we can live forever type of thing and it's just like fucking uh apparently it, it made the news and the newspapers and everyone was figuring out it was a weather balloon at the end of the day of course it's uh, always a weather balloon. yeah is it this is based yeah. on a true story or no yeah. yeah yeah yeah. it's based on something that actually happened yeah and they they interview the the gullible chilean people too and they're old now and they one of them starts crying which is really funny because he was like oh uh, um they they told us what their race went through in the future and it, it sounded so painful it starts blubbering and tearing up it's like what's going on why is he just thinking that you know the trauma that these future aliens uh was real so he just starts crying and then he starts nodding down oh, his no. lip and he just licks the snot off and he's just like Dude, just fucking do this <laughs> how Someone difficult just told it is him the this. plot of district nine and it made yeah. him cry, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. man i no, love I, shrimp yeah i was gonna say it seems like there's been a lot of talk about aliens that has been taken seriously lately i don't know what the hell to make of it have you seen these clips of tucker carlson talking about ufos and how the ufos are not aliens they're actually some sort of sophisticated spiritual creature that's been on earth and lives in the ocean and can travel by air and they do have these ships or whatever the fuck i don't know it sounds really wacky and crazy to me well he did say too that one of the things that he can't even talk to his wife about is this alien thing because there's some spiritual connotations that are too serious to even co comment with your wife and i'm just like all right i don't know like, who is feeding him this shit the guy the, so that ufo leaker fellow with the gayest face i've ever seen uh typical fed he feels like you know he feels like a plant he feels like somebody who is a uh uh a whistleblower that uh is not actually a whistleblower it feels like a very forced artificial engineered thing on behalf of the FBI or CIA to push whatever this is out there. My question is this, if it's not actually aliens or whatever demons, then what is the point of this? What are they going to do in 10 years or five years that they're, they're starting to put this out in the world that yeah, UFOs do exist for what kind of measure of authoritarianism that they're going to take against us? Like, Oh, we have to re we have to read all your postcards that you send out because the aliens might just fly. They might grab them when they're going across the ocean. I don't fucking know. The whole thing is about how if they actually reveal what the truth is, then the world will go crazy because it will uh, make religious useless and people are going to stop believing in God or whatever. It's like, that's that's why? That's the reason? Hmm. Okay. So uh, I feel like religious people... It doesn't matter what you tell them. If they believe enough, nothing is going to break that, right? Because even if you tell them there's aliens, here's one, they're going to be like, well, my faith this or my well, faith the that. aliens so are that's... demons. Yeah, yeah. You know? But that's not going to change anything. So I think that's just bullshit. And I, they uh... might be demons. I don't know. You ever read Childhood's End? No. Childhood's End, uh, the whole premise of Childhood's End is um, there are these aliens and they're like, listen, we'll fix everything with your civilization, but we can't show you what we look like because there's this very popular book on your planet is called the Bible and these bad guys in the Bible, we look exactly like the bad guy. You won't trust us if we show you what we look like. And then they eventually do make themselves president. They look like just literal demons.
And no, it's like, oh, we're wow. terrifying. Yes, <laughs> we're all... terrifying, but we're good. Yeah. Yes, but all the fixes. Um, I think it winds up. I might be getting this confused with another book, but I believe all of their fixes eliminates the human species because people have no like incentive to reproduce or something because life is just perfect. It's mm. so good, and it's like, oh wow. I guess they 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 were demons. Okay. Well. It's like that uh, Twilight Zone episode, right? Uh, to serve man, I to think. To serve man, yes. Yeah, where the giant ones just come and then, oh, we promise you, you're going to be so happy in our planet or whatever. And then they're just going to get eaten and they're just being fed to the other aliens. That's why they're being taken. Mm -hmm. uh, did you see the Miami thing? I did see that. I was looking into that too. So, uh, Miami Mall, they allege that people were running from eight to 10 foot gray. It's always gray. They're not very colorful, yeah. huh? Aliens. Yeah. And then someone else said, no, no, no. They were setting off fireworks in the parking lot and there was a stabbing, which is also very believable for Miami. I've seen that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't but, know. I thought then, that was interesting. Well, like 10 police cars showed up. And the, the thing that I don't believe is that, okay, so we're in 2024 and everyone even homeless people have cell phones with cameras now. No one took one video of these beings. Wouldn't that be the first thing that literally anyone would do if they see one of those things recorded? There's one video that I don't buy. It looks like it is smoke that's moving, but it does kind of look like a form of some kind. That's like a bird's eye view of the parking lot. That's what I've seen. I saw that. I saw people running terrified from the parking yeah. lot, which... You know, could be, could be. Hey, listen, people of color, they they have a flair for the theatrics and being very dramatic. You know, it could be that. I don't know, but interesting. I mean, maybe not that interesting, but you would think, yeah, you would think somebody would have got that immediately instead of running. But maybe you see something like that, and you're so terrified, you're like, nah, I'm gonna die. I gotta, I gotta protect myself. I'm engaging with something that is beyond reality right now. I'm just gonna run away. Miami aliens. Let's see if Twitter has anything. That's going to be like Tommy Versetti, CG avatars, <laughs> aliens in floral shirts, and Tommy Bahama gear. Anything? Oh, it says that the police said that it was simply someone's shadow. <laughs> <laughs> the tall figure is just someone's shadow that's eight feet tall. It People says, were running I'm... terrified from a shadow. <laughs> Yeah, oh. from I guess someone that they couldn't see in front of the shadow. That where was the light coming from that the shadow was reflected? Anyway, it says uh, that the cops said uh, what happened was there was about fifty or more juveniles that were shooting fireworks at people. There was juveniles. Yeah, wow. you know that word. You know what that word means. Lunchtime uh, rowdies, I like to call them. There was also some looting going on. So officers that were on that scene were having a little bit of trouble containing. So they called what it's called the citywide three, which every officer in the city responded. That's why you saw so much police presence for that to contain the crowd. Now there is a video going viral of eight to 10 foot aliens walking around Bayside. It's actually just one person walking with a shadow. So I can confirm to you all there all here today right now that there is no aliens in Miami. That is like the least believable excuse I've ever heard from the police. And I don't even believe there were aliens at that mall. Yeah. See, this is yeah. why I don't know what to make of this because it all feels like we're playing a trick on a trick where we want you to believe it could be something because it actually ain't something. 
I was like, what? I don't, I don't understand what the end game is here. Do you think there are aliens? Maybe not the aliens we're talking about here today or whatever they're putting out there for propaganda purposes now, but just aliens in general. Yeah, I think uh, it's very silly to think that other planets don't have life. Now, if they're able to travel from planet to planet, who knows? I think science fiction has made everyone believe that any other planet would be more advanced or any other uh, creature from those planets would be more advanced than we are. But, I mean, until we see, it's, you know, it's up in the air. I don't I don't know if I believe it, but I, I don't want to say I don't either. You know, it's kind of like with ghosts, you know, where it's just like, I've never experienced any of that, but I'm not going to say that's not a thing. You know. I've seen a ghost. I, I've talked about this before. I have seen a ghost. I saw a ghost when I was nine years old living in the projects. So, but here's the thing. Sure about it ghosts. wasn't someone's shadow. <laughs> it was a, it was, it was an eight to 10 foot shadow from the Miami mall. I was running. Uh, no, I, but here's the thing is I definitely believe more in this idea of there being some sort of like uh, interdimensional or ethereal aliens, not aliens from another planet. I feel like I, that's, difficult that's difficult to pin down that if that could be the case or could happen and if it's these ships these ships that are flying in in the sky uh that's definitely something right but who knows what that is i think the easy answer is oh it's russian technology it's it's somewhere else <laughs> but i don't think it's that i don't know maybe it's like top secret government something but i definitely feel like something something weird is happening interdimensionally and if that's related to whatever Tucker's talking about, Tucker's a very sharp guy. If Tucker believes this shit, I'm inclined to take it a little more seriously, but it sounds whack. It sounds fucking crazy to me that it's an angel and demon bat. Like, come on. But maybe, I don't know. I've only been here for 33 years. What the fuck do I know? Yeah. It's the battle between the angels and demons. The battle between Dracula and Frankenstein. Just like on your wall. I love that you dressed yeah. up the wall for this timely conversation <laughs> with War of the Worlds with uh, uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. You see the burn notice one? Burn notice, of course. <laughs> Can't miss that. I, I mean, I, I kind of, I don't know. It's kind of, I kind of hope so, because that would be cool. But at the same time, like, it might not know. be cool. It might, see, here's the thing. If, if all right, let's say t whatever Tucker has, whatever intel Tucker Carlson has is legit. And he's too scared to tell his wife because he doesn't want to like ruin her life. Think about what that would be. Joe Rogan was talking about this topic with Taylor Sheridan, Taylor Sheridan of Yellowstone, who's just like, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That was the entire episode is him making grunts like that. Um, talking about isn't this with Taylor just, Sheridan. Isn't that just writers, though? Writers are usually feel like kind of not yes. the greatest personality. He's a writer and he's a former actor. So on top oh, of that, so just void of personality. Yeah. They were talking about this, and Joe's conclusion was, oh, well, maybe it's an ant farm for harvesting souls. Well, that sounds horrible. That sounds fucking terrifying. Is we're just, we're slaves? We're fucking ants? I don't know. That could be real bad. That would be disappointing if it was just like, oh, I'm an ant. I'm yeah. I'm an ant the whole time. What's the Jeff Goldberg quote would... from The Fly? I, w I thought I was a man, <laughs> but I, it was a dream, and now I'm uh, rotting. I'm a bug. He said something like that. But, so now, so now you had to believe in souls, not just aliens, or not aliens, but now we have a soul, and when we die, we yeah. feed. Now we got to turn this into a Christian podcast. That's really the outcome there. 
No more swearing, yeah, Hans. The last half hour of the episode is just a prayer. Eyes closed. It's a moment of silence for all the souls <laughs> harvested. Um, I'll tell you what. This is not related at all. This is movies, not the bang. Right. Um, I just got done watching this movie, Past Lives. Have you heard of Past Lives? Is that the Asian movie? It, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's an Ameri- It's a Korean-American film. The director is a Korean-American and uh, I saw the trailer to this a while back, I think when I went to go see Exorcist Believer, maybe. Wow, and, what um, a weird, weird trailer. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Movie. So I, I saw the trailer to this, I believe it's an A24 film or something like that. And uh, it was framed as this, oh, it's a, it's a lost romance. She, it's her childhood love. And he's come back to New York City to see her one last time and will she make the decision to go with her old boyfriend or stay with her jewish husband is it eat play rub (laughs) i like how you excused yourself after making that joke so um i watched this movie and i knew right off the bat from the trailer i'm gonna hate this movie i hate the presentation of this western male protagonist character because he just seems very new male very beta and uh the movie really leans into that hardcore he's hardly even really in it i thought we were going to start with this couple and then you know the, the old guy comes back into the picture it's not really like that it was really viscerally irritating to watch this movie to the point where as soon as it ended i started writing a post on X, sorry, writing a review on X, because there are all these little things about, and here's the thing too, I only gave this movie a shot because it's the end of the year, we're going to do our 10 best list, and I've been surprised before with movies I was sure that I was going to hate, and then I really wound up respecting. And this movie is a well-made movie, it's a well-shot movie, looks good, the performances are Mm. good. I was listening to this podcast, Wrong Real, they were doing their 10 best of the year, and one of the guys said, and if you can pull up the, a picture of the character here, um, maybe from my my timeline or so. Or actually, just type in "past lives uh, boyfriend" and you'll or husband, and you'll be able to find. I think this guy. I got your. Let me just pull your Twitter up. I just got it over here. Yes, if we could just take a look at the picture of him. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. That's our that's our fella here. That's our hero. One of the panelists on the Wrong Real podcast described this character as like a shining beacon of masculinity. And looking at these photos here, do you see any trace of masculinity? No. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'm glad we were on the same page here. So this old boyfriend, you know, he's a childhood love of hers. They're very close as children. And then they grow apart and then she moves and she's living in New York City. And then they have like a Skype relationship. It takes place after about 12 years from that point of childhood. She's in her 20s, although she looks about 40 throughout the entire movie. No offense to her. That alfalfa fucking haircut doesn't help. Um, Sorry, she looks like a 12-year-old Vietnamese boy at the barber shop with a bowl cut for most of this movie. It's not a good look. So... The guy comes back into the picture. They have a Skype romance. You remember Skype romances, Hans, from back in 2012, 2013? You'd be talking to a girl on Skype. Yeah. Let's say yes. <laughs> okay. I think you were talking to me on Skype during that yeah. time. I don't know. Um, so they're doing that sort of thing. And then just like the time, because obviously Asia, it's the exact opposite time right now. We're recording this at 8.43 p.m. Eastern. It's probably 
morning time over there right now. It's probably five in the morning or something like that. And then they just grow apart again. And then abruptly, we cut ahead in time, and she's got this very dry, boring relationship with this Jewish man. It's really your stereotypical New York relationship, the Asian woman, mm. Jewish man. And um, what you see unfolding there is then the Korean man who is kind of like a, you know, he's 20 something. He's a little slobby. We cut to him later in time. He's really put together. He dresses well. He's successful. He lives with his parents still, but that's just a Korean thing. That's not like a loser thing over there. He comes back just to see her. And then she's like all worked up. She's sopping wet. She's getting her fucking her fluids all over the floor because this dude is coming back to town, even though she's been married for 12 years to this Woody Allen looking guy. And um, the guy's response is like, oh, what, what am I going to do? He, he flew here for 12,000 miles to see. You. I'm not going to tell you. He, you can't see him. And it's just like, you fucking spineless little piece of shit. It really made me hate this character and hate this movie and see this movie as just an evil movie. Because, and the, the director, she's, she's, she's a good director. She's a good writer. She knows exactly what she's doing here. Yes, this guy, this fellow. She knew exactly what she was doing. Because if you want to go back to my Twitter feed, she puts him in the John Lennon hugging Yoko Ono pose right here and establishes him as a weak, pathetic man that she has just kind of circumstantially wound up with. They even say, oh, they got married so she could get her green card early. Then after she says to him, oh, I've got a date with my old boyfriend tonight. Again, they're married and it's a real marriage. What is he doing? He's playing Nintendo fucking Switch on the couch. <laughs> Nintendo Switch. He's playing video games at home while the girlfriend is out dating a much better looking guy remarkable remarkable and then the movie and here's the here's the great thing about this movie is like the korean guy who comes to see her is like oh and i think it's like an undertone it's not an overt thing it's like yeah we have a relationship or had a relationship but uh you're married i'm getting the fuck out of here they don't even kiss or anything and then she she cries what a fucking slam pig so listen this this movie is being uh heralded right now it's being bolstered is like oh isn't this a great romance story no it's it's a it's a story about having a piece of shit wife if your wife is thinking about her fucking childhood boyfriend divorce that hoe she is not worth it she's not worth uh suffering any sort of discomfort for her. she wants to go out on a date with some guy she fucking dated as a little boy uh listen i don't know about you hans all my exes from from childhood they look disgusting now i'm very grateful i did not wind up with any of those people so I'm sorry if, if if this is like the new modern romance and this is a guy who's, you know, this is how you're supposed to conduct yourself as a Western man. Jesus Christ, um, I can't see I can't see the reproduction rate skyrocketing anytime soon in this country. It's great that we're bringing in 15 million illegals uh, by the month under Joe Biden. Um, so why is it uh, I'm confused because. You know, IMDb movies usually don't have a, a the highest uh, score here. I feel like, or maybe that's how it used to be. I don't know if now, but uh, IMDb scores are a little more accurate, I think, than Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, this has an eight. Um, and I'm going through the reviews just to see where people disagree with you, obviously. And, they all uh, disagree with me. Nobody has yeah. said anything bad. And listen, I won't even say that this is a bad or poorly made movie. It's not. It's not a poorly made movie at all. But I'm saying this is an evil movie. I'm saying this is a very bad 
for the soul. If you sit down and you watch this and you take away, wow, isn't it tragic she didn't wind up with that guy because this is a complex relationship? It's like, no, this is a movie that is about the Western love interest guy not putting his foot down and being too soft, being too feminine, too being too weak. He's latching onto his mommy girlfriend, Yoko Ono yeah. there, and not saying, what the fuck is wrong with you for, first of all, talking to this guy that you had a relationship with? We're married. What the fuck are you doing? And then not putting an end to that immediately, snapping yeah. her back like, like, who are you loyal to at the end of the day? And it's that <laughs> sort of thing that I find so detestable. And it really really pissed me off watching this movie i hated it top to bottom i did i could i wouldn't even give it because i'm trying to be unbiased here i'm trying to be um not neg uh, you know i did one of my resolutions was to not be as negative this year since all we do is shit talk everything but god damn i watched this movie it made me fucking mad uh i didn't give did a rating he, to it when i reviewed it did he ask her uh this yeah he asked her to bring him some nuggies so that he could eat <laughs> after her date <laughs> Well, that would have taken Mario. it that, then if if that had happened then you know the filmmaker is completely like it's a too overt at that point but the 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 game playing the video game and the the hug the the mommy hug that alone tells me exactly she knew what she was doing there and i don't want to read too much into it and i i wrote this in my letterbox review i'm probably going to remove it because it's not very fair to try and glean anything from the personal lives of the writers from the material, although I think you can. I said, damn, this woman must have never had a fulfilling relationship in her life to write this movie and have it be this sort of like conceived as a sweet, tragic movie. And it's not. It's just like this woman is bad. This woman is evil. And these two men are hurt as a result of her not being able to make up her mind because this guy won't make a decision. This Western man will not make the decision to say, don't do that. I don't want you to do that. I want you to have respect for me as your husband to not go ahead on this date and see this guy. He has no business flying over here for 10 hours to come and see you. And then he, they basically put it in the hands of the Korean guy who's like, listen, that's your husband. Um, you know, you, you two are meant to be together. I'm going to step back and go back to Korea. He's the only noble character, the only respectable character in the whole thing. So... Terrible, evil piece of art. Do you can you read the review that I have pulled up right now? Sure. All the dudes cry. June 26, 2023. Warning, spoilers. I saw Past Lives Alone on a Sunday morning with three other single men in the theater. We all sat in opposite corners. Every single one of us cried shamelessly, out loud as this movie concluded. If your movie makes four dudes show up alone at a movie at 10:30 a.m. on a Sunday and cry. You hit it out of the park. Yeah. God damn. What do you, how do you, I, you know what? Um, I'm all for the great replacement theory now. Cause you know, this is a white guy who wrote this. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. What, what, yeah. how fucking despicable to also write this review here. D N K Q B Z W on IMDB. I thought they outlawed reviews on IMDB cause people were being too mean. Jesus well, look Christ. at what he says here. The dialogue shifting languages keeps your attention and creates the beautiful cultural connection needed to make this story of an immigrant and the man who stayed behind work. The, is that, I, I mean, that's definitely white. You know, no other race of Oh, this is a beautiful foreign like language. It's just, it's, it's so remarkable. People are speaking a language I don't understand. And she's such like a slimy piece of shit. Like I'll tell you, and this is like, 
real bad girlfriend behavior that like you can recognize if you've ever had like this sort of thing go on uh, where like you're trying to get information from a girl and she doesn't want to give you a direct answer, but she doesn't want to lie to you. There's an instance where this guy is like, it's not like you're going to run away with him, right? And she pauses for a second and she's like, yeah, I'm just going to quit my job and and go to Korea. Well, I think uh, one of the reasons why it's gotten uh, such praise, it's uh, this this review right here. Uh, it's a perfect example of the type of people that are giving a high uh, number. It says, out of the movies that came out of my youth, 500 Days of Summer was considered one of the most accurate depictions of love. See, here, okay, <laughs> here's really what it boils down to is the modern audience has been conditioned to accept female characters being terrible because women get away with fucking everything. Everything. If we reversed the positions here, even on like 500 Days of Summer, if you reverse that, if you flip that and set it in the 1980s and you put William Hurt as that character who's just, he can't make up his mind, he doesn't want to commit to a decision. That character's a fucking asshole. That character is a total piece yeah. of garbage. But because it's a woman, oh, well, we respect women's independence. They never had independence until the last 20 years. So you got to understand, you got to uh, just be uh, totally cucked by this fucking Korean guy in a suit who showed up after a 10-hour flight to fuck your wife. You have to respect that. No, you don't. You don't have to fucking respect anything. So it's a disgusting movie is really what I'm getting at here. I didn't mean to make the yeah. whole show about it, but God damn, <laughs> it really set me off. Like how how come observant report didn't get this response? You know, when he's a romantic. <laughs> well, he was doing the right thing. You know, he yeah. took things to their logical conclusion when he uh, executed, or they walked it back at the end. I didn't like that they walked it back. The 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 not shoplifter, the streaker at the mall. You know, and oh, yeah. having sex with yeah, Anna yeah, Faris yeah. when she was drunk. They also walked that one back too because she was like, "Keep going" or something. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got a little who chicken. who. Who directed that? It was that Jody Hill, Gordon Green. Oh, Jody Hill, right? It was Jody Hill. He's I can't wait for him to still come back. Yeah. He's still alive. He's yeah, he's, he's alive, still right? Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. the one that died? Uh, um, what's his Best. name? Yeah, Ben Best died of a heroin overdose. Hmm. Well, I guess the best way to <laughs> the best way <laughs> best way to go. Truly, the best way. <laughs> Uh, that was that was a saying? shame. He was he was funny too. He was very yeah. good in the foot fist way. As I think his name was Chuck the Truck, and on uh, Eastbound and Down. Yeah, too. he played Clegg on Eastbound and Down. What, in, what uh, is this uh, Waiting to Excel movie from '95 that you? Oh yeah, I was just watching Waiting to Excel yesterday. What is that? That's about four black women in bad relationships trying to fix their lives. No. Why were you watching? I don't know. I was just I was just in the mood to watch Waiting to Exhale. You haven't been in the mood to watch cool. Waiting to Exhale? No, I was just like, oh, cool. What is this movie? I've never heard of it. it like I don't know. They, fu they fuck up their relationships, too, in that movie. All these dumb bitches in movies can't sustain a healthy relationship with their men. Oh, oh, I know what we can talk about that I saw recently. Uh, Rebel Moon. I don't think we've talked about that yet. I don't know if I we saw should that. talk about it, really. I don't know. I wasn't Why? happy with I mean, I thought it was like very four out of ten for Zach, who was apparently yeah. my most, shocker, my most watched director, according to Letterboxd, for the past year, is Zack Snyder. Oh, yeah. How do you get that? They send you an email. Oh, I haven't gotten that. I thought uh, he needs to, to get 
it's just things that I say every time I watch one of his movies. It's like someone that can write the dialogue for you because every time anyone opened their mouth, I was uninterested in what was going on. I like a lot of the visuals of it and I like a lot of the costumes. I think I think the setup for what he's trying to do is cool. I don't think I like the movie um, as much as I like what he was trying to do. Like, I, I feel like the idea is of having just this little planet that's a farming planet uh, that's being taken advantage of by these Nazis. Can't really call it anything else because that's... Oh, you know, they're, they're, they they're straight ahead and Nazis. They look like this, Nazis. And Bison uh, costume they were wearing. Um, but then the the way the movie progressed where we just get like a little 10 minute introduction of each character and then have them do a little bit of action thing. I, it's been like that, that progression, like that setup like that for this type of movie has been done so many times before that I was bored by it, by the middle of it. I was kind of like, I, you're not going to give all of these characters uh, the same amount of screen time. So we don't really need to spend that much time with a character that's not even going to say anything. And he's just going to be there who mm -hmm. can be a badass, like the Asian character who she's, she's a badass, right? She barely speaks, but it's number one, it's too long. His movie. That's another issue that I have with his movies. I feel like half an hour, at least you could have shot uh, of this movie and nothing would have changed. Uh, but also it, it was just, I, I understand what he's trying to do. You can tell that maybe he pitched this to Disney uh, as a Star Wars movie. And they were like, because I don't know what the story of this is, but it looks like this could have been like a, in the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah. He, pat, he had pitched Rebel Moon to Kathleen Kennedy, and they were not interested in pursuing it as one of their films. So he reworked certain aspects. And I, I mean, really, I, I use the term rework loosely here because it feels verbatim, beat for beat, just a yeah. Star Wars movie to the point where there's characters with like lightsabers, mm -hmm. you know, so... I also didn't like how they, the main character, like they don't tell us that she has like some type of mental disability, but you can tell that she's got like a little bit of autism because every time she's in like with people, she's always like this. <laughs> like, I don't know if you know this. She's got Down syndrome. She's like, yeah. Like Down syndrome <laughs> protagonist. Every time anyone's talking, she's just kind of like not giving eye contact. And then all of a sudden she beats everyone's ass because she's like a, a, a space marine or a space spy strength. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the, uh, it's fine. I just, I wish I was excited for the next one. I, I'm still going to see it. I just don't think that what he was trying to do is different enough from what you could have gotten from uh, from uh, Solo or what is the other uh, Star Wars standalone movie called uh, uh, that I haven't one? seen? Yeah, that one where where it's like it's in this universe, but it's these characters that no one really gives a shit about. Well, not solo, but after that movie, I don't think anyone cares anymore. Uh, but yeah, the at the end of it, I was just kind of like, oh well, fuck. Um, I appreciate Zack Snyder as a creator. I think he's um, uh, very interesting visually, and some of his concepts and ideas are interesting. I wonder if he needs like a like a um uh a, a trans sister 
<laughs> like the what are they called the the, the Wachowskis? Wachowskis to keep him in check and be like that's good but let's do this other thing instead because I feel like and and again I don't know this is just me making assumptions I I didn't look at behind the scenes I I don't know anything about how this was made but uh it seems like he needs someone to just reel him back a little bit and just like hey why don't we just focus on on this other thing that might be interesting instead of making it so open and so all over the place that after the two hours and change or two and a half hours or however long it was you're just kind of like ah cool i cared for like half an hour and i like this and this and this and this but most of the time i'm just i was just kind of like okay 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 let's all right I, I see where, okay, is, is that where I think it's going? Yeah, that's where it went. And also, some of the visuals were very, very obviously computer-generated. Yeah, I found feel. this one in particular yeah. to be the the two polar opposite sides of the spectrum where there were some cool characters in mm -hmm. terms of design, and then I saw some really rough CG, which is not like Zack Snyder, because you can still watch some of his earlier films like uh, Watchmen or 300. And I think even though there's the CG aspect to those, they hold up visually. They definitely hold up still with this movie. I can't really say that uh, it, it didn't, it didn't. I mean, look, there's certainly worse CGI that is out there, but I guess there's a certain expectation for what a Zack Snyder film is going to bring you in terms of the visual style. And I mean, I, I, I don't understand why there's a director's cut that's coming out. I mean, it's Netflix. Shouldn't that be the oh, director's yeah. cut? Shouldn't the first one out they gave be that? But he's got an R-rated one that he's in a drop, I guess, in a couple of weeks or something. And then the yeah. second one comes out in February or March, I believe. Oh, really? Already? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't understand. I didn't understand that. Because I, I started looking stuff up after watching it just to see when the... The next one was com uh, coming out, but then I I think it was the main actress that said that there's some uh, uh, scenes where she's not going to be dressed that much on the R-rated cut. And I was like, what do you mean? What, what, hold on. What do you mean R-rated cut? <laughs> Just like there's a R-rated. And then I started looking for it on Netflix and I was like, that's weird that they would put out like a PG-13 cut first. And then to you expect me to watch an even longer cut of this movie that I kind of didn't like two weeks after i saw it like that's such a weird weird strategy to put stuff yeah it out. feels very engineered because they know that there's always hype around Zack snyder's definitive cuts you know like watchman had its definitive cut obviously yeah. Zack snyder's justice league is the most glaring example of that it's probably the, the biggest director's cut of all time um because it's so radically a departure from what was released mm -hmm. in theaters and they're just like, well, you know, it'll sound cool. It'll be cool if we, we do this again, even though you can have both. You'll have both. They're both your cut. But we'll just market this one as like, this is the real one four weeks after the fact. Okay. Um, I don't really just, like that. But No, both, put both of them out at the same time then. And then you decide if you want to see the R-rated or the other one. I, I just don't. I'm, I, I'm curious, but I don't know if I have it in me to sit down and watch that whole thing again just so i can hear a couple of f words and butt cheeks you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like it's nah, not really it was already about two hours and change the first time around i think it was 2 30 
I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I'll show up for a four hour Justice League. I don't know if I can do a three hour Rebel Moon, a 3.5 hour Rebel Moon, especially with another one right around the corner. I don't know. It, it was not my favorite. I don't think it was nearly as bad as, obviously, anytime he has a movie that drops, the critics are particularly awful towards him and uh, are far from generous. It premiered, I think, at a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes and moved up to about Ooh. 20%, and it might be at around like 40% at this point. I don't think it was that bad. It's not the worst Zack Snyder film. I think that's probably Sucker Punch, but uh, it's I not my favorite. I, I haven't revisited that one, but I, I saw it in the theater, and I I remember just being bored. Uh, apparently, the R-rated cut is either from 45 to an hour longer. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's it me saying that about a Zack Snyder film. Come on. I know. I know. That, I think that says a lot about the quality of this one. It says, uh, rather than uh, merely consisting of deleted scenes, these versions will offer a more intense and violent portrayal of the story, delivering an altogether unique and expanded viewing experience. I mean, it's not really unique if you put the other one out a month before. What a weird, what a weird decision that. I guess Especially it's smart if... for, for marketing because Rebel Moon has only done better since it premiered. I think the first week it, it didn't have like, it had a reasonable start, but then the second week it bumped to, I mean, who knows with Netflix numbers, it bumped to mm -hmm. number one and now Forever 21 is doing like a tie-in clothing line with Rebel Moon where it's like, mm -hmm. hey, we have a coat that comes up to your nipples. All right. Uh, how much? $180? All right, I'll support Zach. I, yeah, I don't understand it. Good for Zach. I, I mean, I kind of wish he was back making movies for the traditional studio, not for Netflix, because I haven't liked anything yeah. that's come out on Netflix of his. But um, It's on April, the second one, not February. Okay, a little bit of time. Then. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's well, got 23%. Uh, but audience is 60. So, I mean, I guess most people in the audience liked it. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't heard anything bad from people who've sat down to watch it, but, you know, I, I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't mind him trying his hand at sci-fi, explicit sci-fi, but it's not, not my favorite thing. Yeah, very, uh, I was expecting more, I guess. I, I hate that, uh. From doing this show, I've warmed up to him and his movies more, and now this is what I this is what he delivers, and I'm like, yes, why? This is what you're rewarded like, with for an open mind. Yeah. I know, just like you know what? I'll give him, I'll give him uh, credit for Justice League after hating the original cut. Let's see what he puts on. Ah. And then he does that zombie movie that I was just like, fucking okay, it's I'm never gonna see this again. It's a, it's fine. It's like a five. Out of 10 for me, like a four or five. Let's see what the next one is. Oh. oh, actually, that's my least favorite Zack Snyder film is Army of the... I completely forgot about that. The Academy Award winning film for the fan, for the one and done fan favorite award at the Oscars, Army of the Dead. The year Zack Snyder took home two Oscars for two they different films. They got rid films. of that? They got yes. rid of that category already? Uh, yeah, so the Oscars introduced two brand new categories that year that could be voted upon. Zack Snyder won both of them for his two films that were released in 2021. The first being Army of the Dead, the second being Zack Snyder's Justice League. He won the fan favorite film award for Army of the Dead and best cheer moment for Zack Snyder's Justice League for when the flash ran fast. That's best hilarious. cheer moment. 
Was this uh, voted by the fans? But of course, well, the fans, no, it was by the Oscar audience. Right. The internet. So the so sophisticated film fanatics who tune into the Oscars voted, and they did decide that if it were up to them, Army of the Dead wins Best Picture, so it wins the Fan Favorite Award. And the biggest cheer moment of the, of the year was the flash running fast in Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League to be exact. Wait, hold on. What year is this? It would be 2022 because they're both 2021 films. But why is The Matrix nominated as an Oscars sheer moment for a movie that came out 20 years before? Well, That's here's weird. the thing. The entire spectrum of film was up and eligible for that category. And it beat it all. And the ones... Wait, hold on. And the ones they picked was Dreamgirls, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Avengers Endgame, and The Matrix. That's the... That's the five, along with Justice League? That's right. So no wonder they got rid of so it. I guess the, the they, biggest feel-good they... moment in the history of film <laughs> is the Flash running fast in Zack Snyder's yeah. Justice League. Yeah. Uh, it's not, you know, uh, Schindler helping people get out of a concentration camp. It's not, you know, uh, Pinocchio getting out of the whale. No. I don't know why my brain went there. But uh, so I guess... Uh, the old people that are in charge of the Oscars realize that you can't really have the internet get involved on something like this because it, they're going to do what the internet does, which is we're not going to take this shit seriously. Oh, they took it seriously. <laughs> These are genuine awards. These are as valid as any other Oscars. doesn't matter if I they mean, were only in play for one year. It's what happened. You can't change history you, unless you're the Flash. Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder can say... I'm a two-time Oscar winner. How many directors in the history of the Academy Awards have won Oscars for two films in the same year? Maybe Spielberg for Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. Maybe. So he's in that category now. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, how many nominations? Because he's had nominations before. Snyder? Uh, yeah. Ooh, well, probably Saturn, for no, special effects Saturn. for like 300 or something. But that's about it. Oh I couldn't God. imagine. I was look. Yeah, I was looking at the Saturn Award. That's not. That's, that's definitely not, not it. Uh... They'll put like Megan as best picture. Did you see that? I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. Mm. What do you What do you think? That's no. not good. There's no I such did. thing as a good horror movie anymore. I I don't disagree, and it pains me to say that as a fan of the genre, but I don't disagree. Let me see. How can I see? There should be. It's weird because he's not. He's. It doesn't show on his page as as nominated for. See, it says six wins and eighteen nominations on IMDb, but not Academy. That's haters. Those are haters see. trying to delegitimize his two Oscar wins here. This is a load of shit. That's the Academy of Science Fiction. Yeah, that's not. It. I thought that's what it, what it was. Cannes Film Fest. Can't believe this one. All those what premiered at Cannes? Oh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, the nominee golden for camera. Golden Camera, whatever that means. Hugo, PGA, Razzies. Only one Razzie. See, but I, okay. But I don't see, I don't see Academy. What? what? Ooh, this makes me mad right? too. What, what? Why are they doing this? I don't know. This is outrageous. Because if you go to the 
if you go to the if you go to the films it's going to be listed there i guarantee it let's take a look army of the dead yes there you go winner oscars fan favorite doesn't get more legit than that tignotaro tignotaro wasn't that they replaced crystalia with tignotaro oh right that's true right yeah, so that's weird that they're not listing this on his page, but they're listing it as a winner. Let's on check official... out Zack Snyder's Justice League now. Let's take a look at that. Okay. Well, this one should be down here, right? Uh, yeah. There we go. Boom. Back to back. Amazing. Oh, Renaissance man. That's not what I was trying to click on. Uh, five wins, six nominations. Five out of six. The MTV See, there it is. Movie and TV Award. Did It, it won? It won that one? Uh, best fight? No, nominee. Uh, I mean... But it but it says here, winner of Oscar cheer moment. Is it... See, that's odd. Because so the movie has the award, but not the director. See, that, so this, is, yeah, this, this is... Yeah, this is just Zach haters that will probably not... I mean, but IMDb is also a very fickle, fraudulent system. IMDb is not like the best measure when you're going to individual pages because... For example, if you have uh, credits that are falsely ascribed to your page, and this has happened to me before, it's happened to plenty of people I've known, you have the same name, you get a credit for this or that. Um, they go, uh, I, you, you can be like, hey, I'm the person, I was not in this movie, and they go, well, that isn't good enough evidence. Can I show you my passport that I'm the person? You could, <laughs> but I, we don't think it's good enough evidence. Like it, this is a fucking trivial catalog of movies, and most of it are like movies nobody has seen. It's probably people's short films from YouTube. I'm telling you, I'm not in the movie. Well, um, you know, you can put a request in. Eh, denied. So that that happens all the time. Maybe someone tried to add it to Zach's page, and I'm sure Zach's page gets a lot of heat from both people who love him and people who hate him, and they're just like, just ignore it all. Oscars, pah, I don't believe that. Who was even watching the Oscars that year? They really tried hard to get an audience. By the way, Golden Globes are premiering right now. Oh, are yeah. they? Should I? Should we tune in? Just watch it live. <laughs> this is now a Golden Globe special <laughs> instead of special guest special episode. Where the fuck is the guest? Never hit me up. Yeah. Radio silent. Unbelievable. Uh, Remarkable. Alcohol problem. No, stop that. Don't no. take it there. No, I was only kidding. Oh, we're being nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, this guy on from the LA Times is saying that it's not an actual Oscar, but it is new. Okay. For the first time, Twitter users will be able to vote on their favorite movie, regardless of whether it received an Oscar nomination. The firm film that earns the most votes will be recognized during the telecast. Uh, the film academy has long cultivated the theme of the show is movie lovers unite and by that i mean movie lovers of all stripes this year's first time oscars producers i'm excited about the opportunity to have that kind of fanboy blah, blah, blah. so they didn't actually give him a statue no he was not well nobody was really in attendance to the oscars so i guess he didn't get a statue, right, which is COVID. pretty fucked up if they didn't give him a statue for his two oscar wins in the same year it's really a, re- a remarkable feat but that's all right you know, what do the Oscars even mean these days? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, especially after last year with everything everywhere all at once winning every single award. Well, CODA was the year before, yeah, right? Yeah, CODA. Maybe it'll be past lives this year because, you know, Asian. Did you watch CODA? No, I didn't watch CODA. I'll never watch CODA. That's not yeah. a real movie. 
I'm all right. I'm good. That's one of those that I'm like. What what got I've it the year before? Of... The year they decided to do uh, two years in one, which they hadn't done since the 1940s. Uh, oh, Nomadland, your favorite. Yes, that uh, another Asian movie. Yeah, right. And the one before is Parasite. Another, another Asian movie again. Yeah. Well, next year is going to be Massey Lottery. Hell yeah! Yes, that's, right. <laughs> that's the that's the big another, big one that's that's coming down the pike. Twenty twenty five Oscars. Another. We're there. Another Asian movie. Another Asian yeah. movie. Top to bottom Asian. I live in Korea in Mass State Lottery. It's very mm -hmm. past lives, except yeah. it's me being very mean to a girl. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I think, wouldn't it qualify for like the new guidelines yeah. of the Oscars? It, it does would. qualify, It would right? qualify. It would qualify. Because nice. by chance, See? in spite of all the terrible shit I say on this podcast, I can't help but have a diverse circle around me. People of color, mm -hmm. uh, LGBTQs, they love me. They all love me. Yeah. You look left of me, you look right of yeah. me. There's a trans, there's a black, there's a Jew, there's a you, you know? It's it's yeah. all over the place. And and the and the other three you just mentioned is just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um we would definitely qualify, but here's the thing, they'd just say, No. <laughs> no, what are you talking yeah. about? We just went to your Facebook page and uh there's like nineteen thousand <laughs> people reacting to you saying something about this this lady this guy here what is going on here can you even submit it How yeah that would be a bunch of money yeah that would be very expensive we'd have to oh. here's here's the actual expensive thing we would have to do i believe i maybe the qualifications have changed because obviously they allow streaming movies but maybe they walk that back since theaters are back now but i believe the original thing was you had to have two weeks in a theater in los angeles and then you had to do something like five a five thousand dollar advertisement so you gotta put your money where your mouth is and be pretty sure that you're gonna be taken seriously which i remember when they because they do a list they do like a preemptive list of like here are all the movies that are eligible that have submitted and cuck was on the list because mm. they thought what the, they thought that was gonna be what's, a up, timely, what's that was that Bloomhouse or eight twenty four? That was neither. I don't know who who did that movie. Oh. Actually, I mean that does feel like a Blumhouse movie, I guess. But no, I mean they thought that was going to be a timely social commentary film that was going to do something like Falling Down or uh, Falling Down rather, and uh, no, it just became a meme. Oh, it was, it was Gravitas Ventures? Was the oh, they're pretty good. Producer. They're usually yeah. I I mean maybe not usually. I feel like they take bigger swings, but they're pretty reasonable in terms of their output yeah coda was there oh well <laughs> they got a best picture winner that year yeah yeah there you go uh i don't recognize any of these movies heroes of the golden masks oh wait that's padre pio that's that's one of your favorites from last year from this year uh, actually it... i think it came in like 72nd oh, on my list 72nd yeah out of how many uh, movies did i watch i think i watched 70 films never mind so uh that was a big old flop i'm glad he became catholic as a result of that movie though that's kind of cool that's fun do you think that's like his 2024 thing though because i feel like every year he has like a different thing yeah he's kanye he's just gonna have a new persona yeah. every year and a half or so 
and you have to adapt to it and then he'll adopt something else what are the let's see if i remember so as a kid he was the goofy i i think he's just he's been trying to get away from that image of of uh even stevens that he's just tried so many different things and i, I don't think he's been happy with any of no. them because they do hit yeah but because you have the so you have the he will not divide us right before that it was the art installation about him sitting there staring at you or with he was, a paper he was watching his, his own head. movies all of his movies no no no, no not that one no that one remember that he had like an artist installation where it was like a room and he was sitting there that was with either a mask you're thinking of uh, you're confusing two things that james franco did that and, Are you sure? and um shia labeouf wore the paper bag to the premiere of nymphomaniac that was also the year oh, that Lars von Trier wore his persona non grata shirt after being barred due to his sympathizing with Hitler joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his joke. His joke that made Kristen, uh, Kristen Dunst very uncomfortable in the moment. It was great. That, cl that clip is absolutely classic. So Yeah, it's such a shame that he's got, what is it, Parkinson's? He's got Parkinson's. I hope he found a girlfriend from that social media search to take care of him and wipe his ass. Wait, no, hold on. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, no. What am I thinking of? You're thinking was of Maria it, sure Abramovich. Uh, she does that. No, no, no. And then James Franco did a version of that with her. Where you sit down well, at a table and the... you just look at them silently. And they'll look at you silently. And then you get up and leave. Because James Franco was doing a lot is... of those art installations around the same time. And then Shia LaBeouf kind of took that wave and started doing it not long after Franco was outed for trying to meet with a 17-year-old girl at a hotel room in New York. What is the I am sorry thing? No, see, okay. So there's a hashtag I am sorry exhibit, which was a new collaborate project with a couple of performance artists. It says Shia LaBeouf is sorry, sincerely sorry. He would be in C2 at 7354 Beverly Boulevard for the duration of, for the duration, implements will be provided. And then, provided, sorry. And then it says here, a reported a vulture went to the exhibit and was asked to pick a prop, a bullwhip, pink ukulele, ball of Hershey kisses. Oh, wait, no, no, you are objects. right. Yes, okay, now I'm remembering this. This is from what, like 2015 or 2016? It's, uh, maybe see. even 2014. 2014, yeah. Okay. And then they said, I sit across from Shia LaBeouf with our hands intertwined and resting on the pink ukulele. The actor's gaze constant and growing wetter until tears start fall, starts to fall from his eyes, sliding down the brown paperback over those messy, scrawled capital letters. He rubs my hand with his thumb as he weeps. So, <laughs> so do you want to go sit in front of Shia LaBeouf as he rubs your hands and cries? How many people do you think yeah. did that and were like, Shia, I have a script I want to give you. And you just, you know, and having to deal with that, you know, while just like maintaining I, wrote, I mean, the exhibit. wouldn't you do that if you had that chance? No, I wouldn't. Be like, no, I, wrote I would a, know better. I wrote a role for no, you. No, absolutely not. <laughs> That's a loser game. No, you're just going to spoil the moment. I actually feel pretty uncomfortable whenever I see a famous person. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to this person at all. Yeah. You know, I don't want to yeah. get involved here. I'm just going to. I, the I made i made one mistake once uh because i was seeing this band that i've liked for my entire life and i saw them 
for the first time ever when I was like, I don't know, 21 or 22. And I remember I went up to the to the lead singer and I was like, oh man, I've been listening to you guys for like 15 years. Uh, and uh, it's awesome to finally see you uh, guys live. And he was like, thanks. And I was like, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I was. Cool. You want to get a beer or something? You want to go hang out on my couch and no. play video games and watch a movie? Not even. You want to give me a thigh that. massage? Like my a... thighs are really red right now. I could use a massage. <laughs> he just gave me like a, yeah, thanks. I was just like, oh, cool. I, I'm already socially awkward. You're making it very difficult yeah. for myself. And then I just never again. I'm just like, that's fine. I, I, if I want my shit signed, I just sign it. Thank you. That's it. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I don't interactions with people like that. I guess because they, like, they deal with people, you know, so much that even if you try to not bother or to try to be not, you know, annoying, it's still kind of like, well, they just finish playing for an hour and a half. Do you really think they want to chat? Right. With yeah. A grown man. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what is this going to be a memorable interaction that leads to something like they don't have a thousand of these per day? Like you'll be forgotten yeah. as soon as they exit the room. So what is the point? I mean, maybe just to say, oh yeah, we talked to you. Yeah. If you want to be that guy, if you want to be a name dropper guy, but yeah, but not even yeah. you can feel good that that happened. And the worst thing was that I thought about it for like 10 minutes. So I was like, oh, I, I, I don't know what I wanted from the interaction. It was definitely not that, but that definitely kept me from ever trying anything like that again. Because it's just like, I, what am, I don't even have anything to say mm -hmm. other than I really like your music. <laughs> I love I love your music. It makes me feel cool. Good. Are you a 20 year old girl? If so, then maybe I care. Otherwise, oh, wait, you're a 40 year old man. Uh, oh, you're bigger than me and uh, you have no hair. Yes, um, I, I got to go. Okay, thanks, Sorry. sir. I'm, I'm running late. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah, I stay away from those things too. Just it's for the best. I think it's for the best. Unless, unless it's somebody like close to your level and you actually think you can get something out of it, then go mm -hmm. for it. But otherwise, I mean, don't, don't bother. It doesn't matter. I mean, you're, I mean, maybe it does matter, but I don't think it matters. Not for me. Just go and enjoy what they do and then just go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just enjoy what what they're doing and then just when i saw bill cosby perform live i certainly did not feel compelled after the show to go get a handshake and a picture with him or anything like that it was just yeah. it was enough to be there you know but you were in one of those people that would wear a similar sweater than him oh god so like, eh. <laughs> uh, i'm surprised there was nobody like that he must have, he, honestly though if you think about it anytime he probably got uh ran into during a show maybe if, if, i don't even know if he was doing comedy during the cosby show era but you would have to imagine people started to pick up on that and would do that sort of thing. Or maybe they bring like a pudding cup for him to sign. Yeah. You start doing the dance from the intro of the show yeah. in front of him. They do an impression of yeah. him to him. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that could go real bad. He was he was uh. mean and nasty too. So um Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless, you know, he wanted some wine. Yeah. <laughs> some grape juice <laughs> with uh side of vitamins he was just yeah. he loved adding the vitamin in the the grape juice uh yeah it's just an extra yeah we're gonna be covering next week people have been asking i actually just got another comment right now like where's your patreon best of 2023 list well listen we're cooking it up right now hans has to do a little catching up so he can have a real list and not like a bunch of horror movies from netflix and yep. here's some movies that i gotta watch that i gotta sit down and check oh also, people, I don't know what prompted this conversation, but people were just talking about what they like about me and you 
in the Discord. No. And I got I like low res because he's friends with Hans. <laughs> Meanwhile, somebody else said that is that's that's a weird reason to like somebody. Um, but someone else said I like low res because um yeah, he's what did he what did this guy say? Let me find the exact quote here. But it came you out posted to, it, right? No, I, I posted the nice ones. Um Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I like I let me see if I can find it really quick in the general discussion. It was not long ago. I don't know what prompted this either, but it was kind of uh, nice. It was like, oh wow, yeah, actually, I guess we're I guess we're well liked. Friends with Hans. That's so innocent. For <laughs> yes, that's story. very kindergarten. <laughs> it's a very like go, we got to go around in a circle and say one thing you like about everybody. Um, yeah. That's what that felt like to me when I read it. But uh, yeah, you guys should join the Discord and join in and tell us what you like about us. That's really the solution here. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Oh, here's what it was. I like when he calls Hans like a faggot retard and shits on how he is as a podcast host. So I guess that's oh, yeah. what we got to do more of I, in 2024. I saw that and I was like, wait a second. When has that happened? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I, here's the thing. I mean, I feel like maybe I was meaner to you during the early episodes when you first joined the show. But I don't I don't think I've been but, mean or disparaging at any point. Like, like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would stand for no. that. <laughs> Hans walks off the show. I feel like every any <laughs> the person I've probably been meanest to is not. I haven't even been mean to. Him. I was gonna say like Kenny, but I don't think so. I think I'm pretty polite towards Kenny, even when I'm getting annoyed with him because of his etiquette. Yeah, you're yeah. meaner to Kenny than That's... I am when we're when we're doing a show. I mean, I I like to set him up. <laughs> I think I'd like to get a reaction out of him. I don't know if I'm mean. You try to get a reaction when... and it goes over his head. He doesn't. He like will yeah. take one thing from the statement and be like, he'll go off in another direction with it. Yeah, it has nothing to do with what I said. Mm. Yeah. But um. Anyway, so did, did you see? What? Did you see just because it's slightly related to like Hollywood and this whole thing? You see that Cat Williams? Oh, podcast? I watched it twice front to back oh, i checked it out every second of it so, so funny man I, I love that ice cube had to do a reaction video because obviously talking about first sunday was a big part of that interview yeah. and uh he sat down for nine minutes and he basically just said yeah cat williams was right about everything he said but we had everyone audition for these characters Oh, okay, that was what you had to clear up. You had to sit down and clear up that everyone auditioned for the characters. You didn't walk back anything he said about Ricky Smiley or Cedric or anybody like that. Okay, got it. Yeah, or well, the Kevin Hart thing is really funny too because did you see what he did to react? Kevin Hart posted something on Twitter being like, oh, people are jealous or whatever, but you can watch the trailer from a new movie right here or something. And he's like, that's your reaction you're you're proving him yeah right. you're, that's a you total know, shill just... reaction but i mean honestly what, what was the worst thing he said about kevin hart it was just like kind of questioning his authenticity of uh skill that he was an industry plant yeah. of some kind which I, what would even he, he got worst? all the all the he said he got all the roles that uh uh cat williams didn't get because he refused to wear a dress oh, it's always the dress kevin the hart. dress is the yeah. initiation fee you have to pay to yeah. get into that club that was so funny with the Martin Lawrence when Martin Lawrence was like, when they come back, I, you're my brother. I want you to be, to be in my movie. 
And then he wrote a part where he has to wear a dress and he's like, why are you doing that again? You've done it. You've done the police. <laughs> the detective that dresses like an old lady already. Why do you have to do it again? Uh, but what he said, like, it's, I, I don't want to say it's unbelievable because that's the beast, right? Mm -hmm. And Patrice used to talk about a lot about the beast that Hollywood is and all you have to do to get in to the circle or whatever. But, um, Everything he says, if you look it up, kind of fits with what he's saying. Um, like the uh, how ever everyone that gets in that circle gets an ugly white woman that never gives interviews, <laughs> and then you start looking up, and he's like, "Yeah, even uh, Ludacris, I think, responded, but he he responded with like a rap. He did a he's diss like, rap like it was two thousand four <laughs> when he called him gay." He called, he said you were sucking dick, dude, and you fucking rapped yep. back at him. That's guilt. That is pure guilt. He's a yep. guilty man. Yeah. You're not saying that's not true. You're saying, oh, he was jealous and look at me and all my money. Has Ludacris even rapped in 20 years? I don't know when he last album. He's just been out. like uh, the ninth supporting role in the Fast and the Furious. And this dude came out of retirement to rap back at Cat Williams. No, I well, that's what he said, right? Yeah. He was like, They offer you 200 million and they give you an ugly white woman that never gives interviews. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the host's name? Um, this is the football player guy that oh, interviewed him. Um, was um it Shannon uh, Sharp, Shane, Shannon Sharp, yeah. He was like, 200, 200. He was like, Well, he's getting paid 12 million for each Fast and the Furious movie. How many are there? 10 and he's like it's like oh shit okay so that does make sense yeah everything he said i was like Fuck. i believe everything he yeah. said i believe it all yeah i think it's all true so i think he yeah. obviously he's like the the messengers of truth who break the, that sort of thing are always very uh eccentric so that's just how it goes yeah that's how it always goes. And he's got nothing to lose because he's only got $2 million or something like that. And that's if you believe his name. He got beat up by a kid. He got beat up by a fucking 12-year-old only a couple years back. What does he have to lose? They're not putting him in movies anyway. What was the last thing he did? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, let's see. Well, he... Uh, oh, that other thing he said about uh, Cedric, too, that... Uh, He's like, he's got four specials, but they're not funny enough to be on Netflix or Tubi. <laughs> and if you look at Tubi, there's so many. Who's this guy special there? And and yeah, that's not. Yeah, let me see. Best of Cat Williams. His last movie. Uh... I don't take him as the type to do these like, uh, I don't know, very low budget, shitty thousand dollar movies but maybe maybe if he's down bad like that he adopted what is see, what is so, his reasoning for yeah. adopting kids that's my, really what i'm wondering about because he adopted what eight kids he has one biological yeah, kid he's a single like man with nine kids so either he's yeah. trying to cheat a tax bracket really hard and in a very daring way or uh he's a sweetheart it's just very nice <laughs> rescuing kids. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Don't want to make any uh, He did Meet, Meet the Blacks 2 in 2021. He did a movie called Two Minutes of Fame with 
Oh no, hold on. Yeah, with Jay Farrow um, and Kiki Palmer in 2020. And then he was in two episodes of Atlanta. So Atlanta's the And he did thing. a movie called uh, For the Love of Money in 2021 with uh, Carrie Hilson. Okay. And... So he's, he's not doing really anything, it sounds like. He's kind of stuck. So this was great for him. Yeah. This was wonderful for him. Now Joe Rogan's inviting him on his podcast because he wants to clear up, oh, my friends are funny. My, my comedians <laughs> I put on here are funny. Come on. Yeah. No, they're not. Shane Gillis is like the That's, first uh, funny person he's put on regularly in many, 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 many years. I mean, I'm not even going to pretend. Yeah. Yeah. It used to yeah. be. like It's not wrong. Just... 15 years ago, whenever the JRE podcast started, he would put on, his friends were like losers from last comic standing. It was like John Heffron, Jay London, Alonzo Bowden, all these guys that were on NBC. And then he swapped them out with Brian Callen and Tom Segura and that whole crew of people. Um, and that bunch is not funny. I don't think they're funny at all. I mean, I'm not, I know you like Tom Segura or you used to like Tom Segura. I don't know what your stance is you on see, him now. Yeah. Uh, I actually am not that well versed on his comedy at all. I only know him from his podcast where he kind of just seems void of personality, but Brian Callen, I've never found funny. Brandon Schaub is no. painfully unfunny. Uh, who am I forgetting here? Chris D'Elia. I like Ari. Ari. I like Ari Shafir. Yeah. But uh, it, it feels like a lot of the people that he puts on is just people that are happy to be there. So they're not really going to, you know, do much other than, oh, my God, Joe, you're so cool. Oh, my God, you want to smoke a cigar with me? That's not cool. Mm -hmm. I want to smoke a cigar with you, Joe. And that's kind of like, I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> I want to listen to two grown men just giving each other props for being themselves i guess half I the know. time if someone tries to be funny anyway joe doesn't catch it it's a lot like when you're insulting kenny to his face and he doesn't get it joe does not understand jokes and i've seen this time and time again it does not register humor does not register to him i watched on the taylor sheridan episode you know what he did he was like oh yeah i'm in a group you got to get in this group chat you know i'm just i get memes all day they send me memes like look at the 32 Oof. genders here isn't that fun <laughs> and he's just cracking up he shows taylor sheridan memes for like three minutes and taylor sharon's like ha ha that's great that's amazing that's uh, wonderful. i mean that just shows his age i think yeah that's very right? grandpa that's dad very... uh memes on facebook <laughs> your uncle's memes on facebook just grandpa joe showing you memes mm -hmm. from his group chat with other 50 year olds i love that that's just a podcast is joe rogan showing another 50 year old man memes on his phone from the group chat it's like uh, the first, I think it was the first um, Shane Gillis episode where there was a couple of jokes that he made and, and they went over Joe's head completely. And Shane says was just waiting mm -hmm. for the reaction and he got nothing. He was like, ah, ah, well, uh, bummed. Uh, I was think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> they identify with that feeling. Um, yeah. Well, you hold but, on. Yeah. You read into your own jokes flopping more than anyone else because I've seen you in the comment section being like, "Nice bomb, Hans," and it's <laughs> written by Hans Lom. So, yeah. but it was like I didn't even. Yeah. I don't even remember that. I would. That was a joke. I mean, maybe that goes to show. Yeah, I took it as a direct statement. Well, maybe I'm the I mean. Joe yeah, Rogan of this the... podcast. It's not you. It's me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but. 
an attempt was made and no one noticed <laughs> it's one of those things yeah. yeah i oh i remember what it was you were making a joke about chinese people you were making mm -hmm. a joke about chinese Probably. people and i think um we were talking at the same time the first time you said it so you rephrased it and then rushed the statement out quickly and it didn't come across as like a joke so then I just kept yeah. going and talking about something. It's worth, and worth you looking just at. Hear me, you hear me in the back and just go. <laughs> just, oh. Yeah. I think that was the last episode Oof. we did. I think so. Last public one. Not the DC Maybe. episode. Whatever yeah. was before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Where, where I just say something and then you keep going. And I'm just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so anyway, like, and then audibly. we just carry on from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. We're, let's wrap up the show here. It doesn't look like we're getting our guest tonight, which is all right. We'll we'll get up at bat soon and see if uh, they want to. Hopefully, he's in. okay. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Big things okay. happening. Start of a new year. You know, it's been a pretty chaotic first week to 2024 for me, anyway. And um, I'm looking forward to arranging our 10 best list. That's going to be the next episode. We're going to record that in a couple of days and put that out on Patreon.com/slash Lowres. $5 tier, you have to sign up to access that list while it is still relevant. Hans is going to provide his, I'll provide mine. And then we're going to do a couple of themed shows for the kickoff of this season of movies. Mm -hmm. So uh, look forward to that. Is there anything else I'm forgetting to plug? Do you want to? I was going to ask, I don't know if I should ask you this while we're recording, but do you think we should put no, never mind. That's a terrible idea. I was going to say, should we let the audience pick the movies that we watch from that theme show? But then that's probably going to be not the best choice. Well, choices. I'm not opposed to the idea of opening that up to the audience. I think there are certain there are certain shows that have done that, but that's usually like when a show is on its last legs. They go, uh, audience, no. hey, do you want to decide? I've seen that happen too. Oh, okay. But how about this? If you want to do a contribution of $50, which I think is very reasonable, $50, we will cover a show of your choosing. Simple as that. And yeah. let me figure out how I can have you send us $50. But let's say PayPal. Let's say, ooh, damn, I got to come up with a pay. Listen, this was not a thought out idea. I, I need a form of uh, payment transportation. And you can send a $50 bill as often as you like. And I'll split that with Hans, 50-50. So yeah. that's how that'll go. And we'll talk about it. I can't promise it'll be a lively Literally. discussion. It'll go the same way you've heard all these episodes go where we pick the movie and we hardly talk about the movie. But uh, we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah, anything. It could even be one of those uh, Ryan's movies that are just Asian people doing weird things. <laughs> it could be. You can choose whatever Ryan you Jackson's want. Reason. I mean, look, yeah. maybe there's a limit here. I don't know if we're going to be watching. Don't give us a porn film. Don't give us an illegal film. Don't give us something mm -hmm. that's like, uh, I mean, I think it has to be professionally released by some studio somewhere. Don't give us the fucking Mario yeah. Brothers that we've been talking about with Mumkey Jones for four months oh yeah or or like uh the poughkeepsie poughkeepsie i can't even say poughkeepsie tapes or anything like that it's just a that used to be shocking 20 years ago and now it's just i mean look that i i'll i think that that one's more a matter of taste you know it's more like that's fair game i think but uh we don't want to watch youtube fan films and i was here's what i was yeah. getting at more like don't give us 
the greatest story never told, the 10-hour fan documentary on Adolf Hitler's rise and why he's good. Don't give us something like that. I mean... Yeah, don't don't give us Shoah, the eight-hour... Oh, you want, you want to present both sides now. You want to give the both sides version yeah. of that, yes. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah no, don't... That's $100. <laughs> Let, hey, that's actually a very it's... good idea. Is two hours and under, $50. Two hours and over... A thousand dollars. So you better be strategic. Yeah, if it's a series, then you yeah. want to give us uh, Berlin Alexander plots. That is, that's a heavy, that's a heavy five thousand dollar fee right there. So yeah. Um, anyway, we're gonna we're, we're gonna better think this out before we officially launch that because that could be a good source of revenue. Um, all right, that's been the first episode of the new year. Hans, thank you for joining me. We will. Pick up again to do our list, and that has been movies. So thank you for listening.